I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider and welcome to the often imitated, never duplicated, award-winning and once-in-a-lifetime final word. Well, at least once in a generation. Let's take it one step further. We invite you into the conversation every Sunday night. And without further ado, let's introduce tonight's three panelists. Please welcome Channel 11's Jenna Harner. Hi, Jenna. Hey, I'll be very glad to be here. By the way, the Cleveland Browns, they haven't won in Pittsburgh since 2003. There's 13, at least 13 high school teams in Pennsylvania that have more wins at Heinz Field than the Browns do. The last time the Browns won at Heinz Field, Apple had just released iTunes. That's how long it's been. All right, from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dan Kovacevic. Albie, what makes this a once-in-a-lifetime episode of Final Word is that we're going to be discussing how Mason Rudolph legitimately outplayed Miles Garrett today. This actually happened because he completed one pass for six yards. It was his only pass. And from the Trib Steelers radio host, Tim Benz. Hi, Tim. Albie, this show's for Miles. <laughs> Actually, no, it is. I want this show Cleveland. to be good. I want this show to be good. <laughs> Unlike the performance that the Browns put out there for Miles Garrett. But thank you, Kareem Hunt. Now we have something to run with here in Pittsburgh all the way up until January 3rd when these teams rematch and no doubt we'll have exactly the same result. Thank you all. Uh, some of the topics we're talking about tonight. We're looking for five words. Your level of concern with the Devin Bush injury. What area can the Steelers improve on? Uh, the Steelers and Titans still unbeaten. They'll meet next week. What's your biggest point of confidence or concern heading into that showdown? And the Pirates bringing back their entire coaching staff, according to DKPittsburghSports.com. Is this the right move for success? But first, the night's big topic. What was the best thing about the win over the Browns? Jenna, start us off. Well, Albie, it was the fact that this is the most complete game we've seen the Steelers play up to this point in the season. Yes, they were 4-0 coming into this matchup, but you go into Heinz Field and have a win like you did today against a team that was really hot and a lot of people thought was pretty solidly decent coming into this matchup. The fact that the offense didn't have to win this one for the defense. The defense didn't have to win this for the offense, something we saw a lot last Last season, Mike Tomlin talked about how this was a varsity ball type game. It was really complimentary on all phases. We kind of saw all three phases really buying in and really doing what Steelers football is about. And it was just a really solid game overall in all three phases. Dane, best thing about it. You know, I'll take what Jenna said and get specific with it. Actually, I'll go into the trenches with it because that's where it was won. Both sides, offense and defense. If you're good on the lines or very good as the Steelers are on both lines. That's not streaky slumpy stuff. That's going to be there for you week after week after week. I'm going to point out here in case it wasn't super obvious on TV that most of the Steelers running plays went 
to the right side behind Kevin Dotson and Chooksakorafor, which, by the way, is where Miles Garrett was thinking to himself, oh, here's where I can go. Here's some weak spots. Didn't work out for him. Didn't work out for Cleveland in any capacity on either side. The Steelers are becoming very, very solid where it counts most. And Tim? Seeing Baker Mayfield benched, that was great. Seeing Miles <laughs> Garrett largely con contained, that was fantastic. But for me, the best thing that we saw today was the split of good defense against the run and the pass. They held the number one rush team in football to 75 yards on the ground. And then when it came to third down conversions, after a nightmare in that department against the Philadelphia Eagles last week, the Steelers held them to one of 12 when it came to third down conversions and 0 of three on fourth down conversions. I, I loved the fourth down flub that the Browns had after they challenged a play mm -hmm. to win the challenge, still come up short of the sticks, and then fail to get the fourth down conversion in their own half of the field. That's as Cleveland as you get. Tim, they're still trying to dig up Kareem Hunt out of the ground off of that play. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the many plays that Stephon Tuitt helped bust up today. Mm -hmm. I thought this was his he was best game of the year. He ate Chris Hubbard alive. I just can't say enough about what they did down in the trenches. It's worth another look. All right. A reminder, keep those comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on your level of concern with the Devin Bush injury. All right. First, we'll go to social media. Very, 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 wow. very concerned. You can't do that. <laughs> None, zero, zip, zilch, nada. And finally, it's high not skyrocket high. All right, now we're going to go to Jenna, Dan, and Tim. Five words, your level of concern with the Devin Bush injury. Jenna, you're first. Well, the next man up mentality. There's five. One, two, three, four, five. This is something sure. It's a big blow. Is it insurmountable? Absolutely not. They have Spillane. They have Ulysses Gilbert, and they have Marcus Allen. You have guys that can be put into these roles where they will succeed, and it's not a huge entirety blow. It's not, I guess, to the extent where you're losing a guy like Cam Hayward like TJ Watt. It's going to be a big gap to fill, but they're going to be able to fill it. It's not something to hit the panic button. The season's over, anything like that. All right, Dan, five words. I'm all about Ulysses Gilbert. I loved the training camp that he had. I love the plays that he was making splash left and right. And yes, I understand it's a controlled setting. It were drills, but his teammates were raving about him. The coaches were raving about him. Mike Tomlin was saying he expected this had a chance to be a breakout year for him. The reason he hasn't gotten a hat on Sundays is because he hasn't won a spot on special teams. But to replace Devin Bush, you don't need to be on special teams. You need to be out on the field. I am worried about screen passes. Bush was great at taking away screen passes, which is important for a blitzing defense. Tim, five words. Which were Dayon's five words? Were those all of them? Uh, my five words were wrong week to get hurt. Uh, the Tennessee Titans can do a lot of different things over the middle of the field or run straight up the middle with Derrick Henry, who was phenomenal today with 246 yards from scrimmage. They've got two tight 264 yards from scrimmage. Actually, they got two tight ends that they're using now. They got A.J. Brown back and also Ryan Tannehill can do a number of different things. He's really had a breakout year as the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, picking up where he left off late in the season a year ago going into the postseason. Uh, this is the wrong week to have to adjust with a major loss like Devin Bush. Tim, Go ahead, Tim, Go Tim, ahead Tim. Dan. I'm all about Ulysses Gilbert. Oh, First okay. Five kinda, words. You, I wasn't sure where that started or where it ended. I was getting <laughs> right. it was one long monologue. Just, it was five just words sure plus. We don't violate the five words rules here. <laughs>
All right, that's it for five words. When we come back, what area can the Steelers still improve? Protecting the quarterback is an absolute must, says Tyler. Back with more of the final word right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Tonight with Jenna Harner, Dan Kovacevic, and Tim Benz. Tim, what area can the Steelers still improve? Well, I think that, uh, you know, they can improve overall when it comes to the deep ball, when it comes to, um, I would say, offensive point production, because they've been very efficient in that regard the last two weeks. But I think when they play a team the caliber of the Titans, you know, they might have to score to the degree that Tennessee did today uh, in the 40s, in the high 30s, and they might not get some of the gifts that were given to them by Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns today. I don't want to diminish or make it sound like I'm diminishing the Steelers offensive late because I'm not, but I do wonder, I, I do wonder if they were given some short fields and some gifts by a quarterback who frankly did not look very good to me today. Tannehill's much better than that. All right, let's go back to Twitter. Obvious, the center of the defense. Uh, if Bush is out for an extended period of time, which we know he will be now, uh, it is not irreplaceable, but the defense might drop down a notch or two without Bush. That's from Hot Rod. Back to Dan. Uh, face, uh, facing the Tennessee super spreaders, I would say that the Steelers could stand to improve upon their health and safety game going into Nashville and make sure to steer clear of those guys. Uh, on a more serious note, I, I still want to see better, tighter individual coverage on the edges. Baker Mayfield wasn't good today, so he wasn't going to test him. But Tim's right. Ryan Tannehill is going to be more of a test in that regard because he's dynamic with play action. He's going to be able to feed off of the fact that the Steelers are going to be ganging up on Derrick Henry. It's just a different world when you're facing an offense like that that legitimately can do both things. All right, Jenna. I think we just need to see the Steelers defense not take inopportune penalties. We saw it on Cleveland's only scoring drive today. They would have had a third down stop. Instead, they give the Browns a new fresh set of downs. Granted, that 
penalty by TJ Watt was circumstantial in that sense, but every opponent they have played except for the Texans, they have, there was a third down stop. What would have been getting that other team off the field, getting your offense back on the field. Instead, there was a penalty that extended the drive and the opponent was able to score. And if you're able to hold a team like Tennessee off the field and get those third down stops, it's going to be a whole lot better of a day for them come next week. All right. And today's win sets up a game between two of the three remaining unbeatens in the NFL Steelers at the Titans next week at one. So here they are Steelers and Titans unbeaten. What's your biggest point of confidence or concern heading into that showdown, Dan? Uh, number one, not to keep beating the point here, but is that the NFL could eventually come down and start suspending some of the Titans for their activities, including the individual players. Otherwise, I have a hard time, Albie, picturing somebody just bowling over the Steelers with the run. And yeah, I know Derrick Henry's exceptional. I know he might be the best in the league. But show me the running back who's looking across that line of scrimmage at what Pittsburgh has defensively and thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to put up 200 yards on them. I just don't see it. All right. Uh, back to Twitter. The timing of Bush's injury makes me think Derrick Henry may be the key to winning or losing this game. Well, it's certainly a key to shut him down. Jenna, uh, what do you think? Well, I think a concern here obviously is Derrick Henry to an extent. Ryan Tannehill to an extent as well. He's averaging just under 300 passing yards a game, but he's done so in all their wins against defenses in the bottom half of the league. This is going to be a true test in the Steelers themselves. And also a point of excitement, I guess, for the Steelers is that the Titans defense is not great. They have given up 30 or more points in three games this season. The Steelers obviously doing what we've seen them do through these first couple games this season. They put up 26 or more points in all five games. All right, Tim. Yeah, my biggest point of confidence is Ben Roethlisberger's mental acuity. I think he is playing a, an extremely intelligent form of quarterbacking of late. I think his ability to get rid of the ball quickly and, and sense when pressure is coming. I think Ben has been very smart this year, even if his stats haven't been fantastic at times. Uh, so I've got a ton of faith in Roethlisberger reading the Titans defense. My biggest point of concern is the balance of the Tennessee offense. If Roethlisberger has to play a lot of catch up and if the Steelers have to start airing it out because if they try to bottle up Henry, maybe Tannehill leads the offense through the air with some of the weapons that they have started to accrue there in Nashville. What's acuity? What is that? Is that like a five word word? What does that even mean? Well, that's my five syllables. Uh, if we're going to go next week, okay. if we're going to five words, we'll go to five syllables next time. Because I think all five of my words were single syllabic words earlier, Dan. So I'm going to balance right, it out. I'm just going to look it up during the break. That's <laughs> the final word, word of the day. And with the World Series set to start Tuesday night, Time to talk some baseball. Pirates are bringing back their entire coaching staff, according to DKPittsburghSports.com. Is this the right move for success, Jenna? I think it's your only option right now. We know this Pirates team isn't going to magically be a World Series contender next year, but we've seen what this team and what the culture of this team they've been building, what a lot of the guys liked last year, especially with Oscar Marin. So, I mean, I think for now, absolutely. All right, back to Twitter. Uh, zero. It just doesn't matter. Um, Dan, uh, here's your chance. <laughs> ben Charrington and Derek Shelton have been saying repeatedly since the first day of the original spring training in Bradenton, it's about getting better, about getting better, player-centric culture, making the players better. You guys tell me, 
Who got better? I'm not talking about the overall record, 19 and 41. Who individually got better on this team, and then who regressed? I don't know. Something about this just didn't, doesn't sit well with me. All right, Tim. I, I would say maybe uh, Eric Gonzalez got better. There you go. Busted. <laughs> maybe J I don't know. Jacob Stallings was still pretty good the year before, but yeah. I'm reaching, Dayon. I'm literally yeah. just trying to answer your question for the sake of answering it. Um, you know, I just think this whole year was a punt. Uh, the whole year was a punt, so I think they were trying to get a read on who the players were, who the coaches were, and how they could all work together better. I, I don't have much faith that's going to happen, but unless really a coach stuck out as an absolute sore thumb that didn't have a clue or worked against what Derek Shelton and Ben Sherrington were trying to do, they were going to bring everybody back and try to give everybody a full real season and a real spring training. A muffed punt that was blocked right back into your end zone. <laughs> All right, when we come back around the horn on any topic, the final word is next. The final word. Welcome back. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance, and Tim Benz, you're first. All right, well, you're going to have to trust me on this, Albie. The folks behind the camera and the folks in the control room are going to have to trust me on this. But uh, my final word is about Mason Rudolph kneeling it out. Uh, you you nice. can't see me, but I'm kneeling behind the desk, <laughs> just like Mason Rudolph got to kneel out the game, Miles Garrett. How did that look from the sideline or the Browns uh, locker room when you escaped early? You had to enjoy the view, didn't you? Tim, you're just as visible as Miles Garrett was today. There you go. <laughs> Day and final word. The Tampa Bay Rays are in the World Series. That might like seem like something that everybody would be excited about around here because they have roughly the same payroll as the Pirates, right in the same range. It's not because what's going to happen with the complicit national baseball media, and they're the most complicit in any sport, they're going to make this out to be a look. Anyone can do this. We don't need a salary cap. Look at the Rays. They're just so smart. They're so inventive. Well, they are. But they're going to hold it against you in the next labor negotiations. Get used to baseball never having a salary cap now. All right. Thanks, Dan. Jenna, final word. We are going to find out the true identity of this Steelers team next week. It is going to be that marquee matchup. It is already coming in as that marquee matchup. We are going to see what they do with the absence of Devin Bush, how they fare against big man Derrick Henry, and can they stop Brian Tannehill? And then at the same time, we're going to see what this offense can do, if they can continue to piece together these fantastic high-scoring games we've been seeing from this offense as diversified as it is today. Juju Smith-Schuster, he wasn't even a visible person on the field today, and the Steelers were still able to put up all the points that they were able to put up. So this is going to be that game where we really either, you know, you look in the national spotlight and a lot of people are talking about the Steelers or a lot of people that haven't been paying attention are going to say, eh, well, see, I told you so. They haven't played anybody, which they have. All right, Steelers-Titans next week. Our final word now from social media. Mapletron is a dumb nickname. Switch the C and P in Chase Claypool's last name, and his nickname is Play Cool, or do more wordplay, and his last name is, just call him Cool this Play. This is so bad. <laughs> it's his final word, you know. It's not the worst. We're really going to end the show with that? It's not the worst final word we've ever had, but, oh, you know. it's up there. What, what's the nickname, then? If it's not Mapletron, it's not Play Cool. Uh, it's Cool Play. Uh, cool Play. Cool all right, make Cold sure play? you're with us always on our free app WPXI now. Wednesday, it's a doubleheader. <laughs> Halftime adjustments at 730 and Fantasy Football Insider at 8. That's the final word for tonight. Thanks for staying up late. 
I'm Albie Oxford Rider for Janet Day and Tim. We'll see you next time.